this is Ashley Kane with Righteously Rooted, making our second podcast that we've made so far. We just had an overwhelming response to the first one, and I'm so grateful that God can use things like this in a season of um, our lives that we're going through to speak to women over airwaves and it's just really a neat thing so I am going to attempt to make another one here and I just want to share what God's been putting on my heart lately I I have quite a testimony if anybody knows me I feel like I share things about my past that I've been through I'm kind of like an open book and I have um uh, not I, but in Jesus' name and with his help, I have overcome um, addictions to pills, um, mental health, depression, anxiety, um, self-harm, eating disorders, uh, hate, and all of these things, all thanks to Jesus. And if you have been walking with Christ for any number of years, even months for that matter, I feel like we can look back and see a trend in our lives, and if not, we need to evaluate some things. So I have been evaluating some things, not that I don't see a trend, but I'm just like, that can't be all there is. That can't be all there is. My prayer is I want the anointing to flow so heavily through me. I want to be used as such a vessel for you, Lord that I want to know what needs to go in my life. And if you pray these hard prayers, the Lord is faithful and he will show up and he will begin to speak to you what needs to go. So I'm just going to pray over this podcast. Dear God, we love you. We come to you boldly to ask for an anointing. We come to you boldly to ask you to show us what needs to go in our lives, dear God. What needs um, repented of? What needs cleansed out, dear God? And I know that you are going to anoint these words as they speak to my own heart and to people's hearts around me who hear this podcast, dear God and encourage them to look into their own lives and evaluate themselves to the measure that you have, dear God. Thank you for being so gracious that you don't bring condemnation, but you just swoop us back up under your your great blessing. We praise your name because you're mighty. We praise you because you were on the throne. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now have your way, dear God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, the thing that he has been putting on my heart so much is about what what salvation looks like and what it looks like as you're growing in Christ. Is this like a one and done or does it take some more work? And my answer is you're never done working on yourself. If Paul, well, in... Jesus is never done working on us. And even Paul said he has not yet arrived. You know, our perfection is not going to come till we are with Christ in heaven, with our Christ-like mind, when we will get the mind of Christ. But um, for me, I just want to share that I knew Jesus at a very young age. I had a relationship with him, I think. 
um, my mom and grandma for that. I talked with him. I believed in him. I believe that he was as real as you and I sitting here today. He was just as real to me then as he is to today. That childlike faith has not, I have not lost that, praise God, and I'm so thankful for that. I look back, I praise him for what he has brought me through. And because once you're down, I feel like Satan doesn't care. He's just going to keep kicking you while you're down. And I was in bondage to it. But here are some questions that people I've asked myself. People may ask me if they knew that my many years of darkness, they, you know, they might ask, why would you be in bondage if you knew who Jesus was? If you really believed in him and you would even talk to him on occasion because you believed he heard you, why would you even be in bondage? Or do you feel like you had salvation through those years? Do you do you feel like if you would have died, you would have went to heaven during that time? And honestly, the answer is I have no idea. I have looked back. I've thought about it. I really, I have no idea. Only God knows that and I can't answer for him. But I can say this. Um, the word says we are created in our father's image. And he began to lay this on my heart. In John 14, Jesus um, is saying, starting in verse 2, that in my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. You know, so this verse is not talking about us in particular, so I'm not trying to take it out of context. And you can go back through John 14 and you can read this and what he's doing here. He's comforting his disciples here. But it brought a new comfort to me right now in this season that I'm going through. Um, so I just want to shed a little different light on it. We on earth, we are Jesus's temple. That's what the word talks about that our, bo- our bodies are. So we invite the Holy Spirit and he resides in us. Our bodies can be viewed as an earthly example of what he is talking about here in this verse. I feel like God always uses his word. He always has this beautiful way of imagery and using things on earth that mimic the grand design in heaven and eternity. And I just love to see the relationship between all these things. Even if you look out into nature, there are things that resemble and mimic and can represent and be beautiful examples of how he intends it to be. So I love how God has thought of every detail. So I know that it's none other than the Holy Spirit that put this on my heart. So um, our bodies can be viewed as an earthly example of what he is talking about here, about this earthly, um, about this heavenly home that has many rooms, this house with many rooms. So salvation to me looks a lot like welcoming the Father into our lives. If you imagine he's knocking at the door, he's knocking at the door and And there's this moment where you receive him into the living room. You apologize about the mess, which I love that example because we women can relate to this. Every time somebody walks into my house, I feel the need to apologize because it's usually, it's usually always a mess. And I don't know what makes us want to do that. But when we invite our Holy Father in, I feel like this apologizing, if you will, with my crazy example here, can be likened to repenting. Oh Lord, look at what a mess I've made please come in you know but and because not only does he come in but he begins to help you clean up so now you have salvation the lord was invited in 
You are now a temple of the Most High God. He resides in you. His spirit has been placed in, in you. You believe in him. He abides with you. But our Lord is a gentleman. He doesn't go where he's not invited. So let's talk about the dirty closets, the upstairs rooms, the, the junk drawers. I just, God began to really lay on my heart here lately. He says, yes, you've been delivered from all these things. Yes, Ashley, you have quite a testimony. And I say, God, I want more. God, I want more. And he begins to say, then let's begin. Allow me into your closets. Allow me into your junk drawer. And I just want to encourage you because this is the season I'm going in right now. That as he begins to pull all of this stuff out of these drawers, I have you ever cleaned a closet in your home or a junk drawer? It gets very messy as you bring all these things out. And when you bring them out, you look at them in your hand, you analyze them and you say, okay, I'm gonna throw it away or I'm gonna store it neatly back again in a place. And that's what God says. Like now you're asking, you're asking, I'm a gentleman. I'm not just gonna go jumping into your drawers and throwing away all your junk. Cause that's not what, what he's going to do. But as we drag all these things out of the junk drawer and we're laying them on the counter, as God is digging up all these hurts and wounds from our past, he's digging up all these things that you said, I don't need to talk about that anymore. Because let's take this moment right now to clarify what direction we should be looking. What I'm saying to you right now is not to be looking to the past. I am not all about self-help and worldly counseling that once you're focused backwards. I'm talking about your focus is on Jesus and your focus is in front of you you're not putting your hand to the plow and looking behind you is what you are doing is you as you're moving forward God is bringing things back up into your remembrance so there's healing so is what you're doing is you're looking at it and he says okay this is a good thing we're gonna put it back in the drawer this is a needed thing we're gonna put it back in the drawer this here this is hurtful this is painful and as you see it again right in front of you it's going to cause a lot of emotion but God is bigger than that emotion and is what it's going to do is then you're going to sit it at his feet. It's like throwing it away, getting rid of the junk. And as he begins to allow you to do this, we're going to begin to cleanse each and every part of this home. And our whole home can be full and the anointing can flow once all the junk is out. If there's less junk, there's more room for the Holy Spirit and for Jesus to fill us and to flow through us. And if our prayer is revival in our communities, if our prayer is that God use me, use me like never before, then sisters or brothers that may be listening to this, we need to get on our knees and begin to cry out to God and say, cleanse me, Lord. I'm going to stay focused on you. I'm not going to get distracted on self-help tactics, tactics, but is what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow you to, to bring it up, cleanse it, and I'm going to lay it at your feet. I, um, so right now I'm in this season, I feel emotional, and then Satan instantly has this foothold almost, if I'm being raw and honest, where he says, look at you, look at what a mess you are, how can you lead women, how can you lead people into a relationship with your Savior when your life looks a mess, when your emotions and your mind look a mess, but right now, God began to reveal to me, it is not a mess. I had, a, I had a friend, I won't say her name on here because I actually just thought of this and I'm not going to throw somebody under the bus, but it's a beautiful thing. And she said, 
She said, as you refine um, fine metals like gold and silver is what they do is they heat it up to such a hot temperature, so hot that all the impurities then begin to rise to the surface where they can cleanse it out. And so right now, I just want to encourage you that if you're praying for an anointing, if you're praying to be filled even more with his spirit, he's going to begin to the fire. The heat is going to turn up. Because he's got to get those impurities out. He's got to get the junk out of the drawer. And he's got to get the, the closet cleaned, if you know what I mean. So allow that. And do not let Satan get a foothold to say that these emotions are bad or not okay. God says, let them come. Feel how you feel. Put them at my feet. And we're going to move forward together. We're going to step through this. Never to be looked at again unless it's to be retold as a testimony in my hands and that's what we are going to do it gets messier before it gets better so that's the season that I'm in but I feel like God just laid on my heart about Lazarus let's talk about when Jesus went to raise Lazarus from the dead he had already died they thought he was late but he's never late in his timing he's never late in his timing so I'm going to find this verse in my Bible So in John 11, starting in verse 43, it says, When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. I just, this spoke straight to my spirit. When he called to Lazarus, he was alive. He called him into being and he rose up and he was alive. We can liken this to salvation. Leading up to this story, Jesus says, you know, um, in verse 25, Jesus said to her, talking about the sister, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me, will never die. Do you believe this? And so I feel like this is a perfect example about when he calls him to life, because that's what Jesus does. We have come to life through our salvation. But I find it so interesting that as Lazarus walked out, he was still wrapped in the claws, cloths, the strips of linen of death. When when people would die back in this um, day and age, they would wrap them in these linens, cloth linens. And it was how, like their procedure for burial, as that's how they would prepare them. And then they would lay them down. We can see movies like Scooby-Doo and stuff where they have mummies wrapped in these white linens. And that's kind of what I imagine in my mind. Actually, I looked up the term. It was called takrikim. Takrikim, I don't know how to say it. But that's the Hebrew, mean, Hebrew word of those wraps. And actually, in Hebrew, that word means to bind. To bind. So they were binding them up in them. So I can't help but think if Lazarus was called to life by Jesus Christ himself, he still walked out looking like death to the world around him. So sometimes, and then he said to them, take off the grave clothes, take them off 
and let him go. And I believe the process I've been in in my life through all the deliverances I've come from is kind of like a taking off of these grave clothes. How can we live for Christ when we still look like the dead? How can we have ears to hear spiritually what we are to hear if we still have binding wrapped around our ears? How can we have eyes to see what God was intending for us to see spiritually when our eyes are bound in cloths, death cloths put on you by the world? Because Jesus has called you to rise up and be alive. You have salvation in Jesus' name. So now it's time to take off the wrappings, take off the clothes. I feel like Jesus is so powerful when he called Lazarus out. He could have come walking out and those linens could have just fell instantly. So I think it's interesting to me that they were on him and he said, now take them off. So now I'm encouraging you sisters or brothers in Christ, whoever's listening, to begin to take off those wraps. Sometimes we can't even see them, we don't know where they are, but our feet can't do the full work of Jesus Christ when they're bound up with the claws of cloths of death. It sounds like I'm saying claws of death. So I my prayer is God whatever is wrapped around me hindering me whatever is holding me and is binding me to this death how i looked before even though you have raised me to life again whatever is making me look like i'm still in bondage reveal it to me whatever's in my house that needs cleansed brought to the surface and healed god reveal it to me and this is such a painful process but our god is able he is able and he wants to he wants to meet his his daughters and his sons he wants to he wants to come in such a relationship with us that we want to ask the hard questions and pray the hard questions i just how much do you love jesus I want us to love Jesus so much that the first thing we think about when we wake up is him, is praise on our lips. The last thing, the last thought on our mind before we fall asleep is, God, thank you for this day. Be in my dreams. Speak to me in my dreams. Don't stop speaking to me just because I fall asleep. Because though my flesh sleep, my spirit man doesn't sleep. And I want your constant intervention. I want our thoughts during the day to be a constant obsession with Jesus Christ, to be so heavenly minded that we are completely earthly good because we are no good to this earth unless we are totally 100% heaven minded. I don't want to be um, cold and I don't want to be lukewarm. I do not want to be spit out. I want to be hot. I want to be on fire and fire burns and it hurts. Clean out those impurities, dear God. Clean them out. He says that if you're lukewarm, he will spit you out. So analyze your heart. Are you lukewarm? Listening to me, do you think, Ashley, you sound like a crazy person. Enough is enough. You sound like a crazy person. And I would say, good. I want to be so on fire for Jesus Christ and I want everybody else around me to catch this fire and that is another thing as he heats it up to clean out these impurities this fire is going to catch and it's going to catch a blaze to our communities and it's going to we need to pray that it starts with us so dear God cleanse me cleanse me dear God we just pray in Jesus name that you intervene right now that you speak to hearts and you cleanse. And even though it's painful, dear God, you're going to meet us in the pain as we we keep looking forward to you, dear God. 
We're going to lay these things at your feet and we're going to have victory over them once and for all. Victory over junk in our closet that we never even knew was hidden away. We forgot it was there, dear God. And instead of junk being there, there's going to be an anointing flow in, dear Jesus. In your name, we are going to move mountains. In your name, we are going to rock communities, dear God. In your name, a fire is going to be set ablaze. And in your name, a spiritual rain is going to come. It's going to fall afresh on men and women and daughters and sons and grandmas and grandpas. And we are going to bind together, dear God. I am believing for your great revival that you have promised in the past. And I praise your name. You're the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I just am so excited to be your daughter, to have your love, and this cleansing process, dear God, be with me through it. It is painful, dear God, but I know that you're with me, and I know you're with each and every woman who begins this process, dear God. And I praise your name. I expect to hear testimonies from some of you women and and men if you will of a shaking and cleansing that God is doing in your life right now if he is um I was blessed to meet a sister in Christ I also won't name her name but gosh God is doing a cleansing in her life I love when women are just like I feel like God wants this to go in my life and it's it's hard but they're still giving it to God and I just praise God for these women that I meet that are so on fire that they just want to throw things out it really blesses my soul so I would love if you wanted to message me or text me call me if you have my number tell me what God is doing tell me what he's cleansing out of your life and and confirm that this was a word that needed to be said I just thank you for listening thank you for your time continue to praise him because he is so good thank you